Okay, so we've been joined here at the fourth official today by uh, St Johnston centre back Liam Gordon. Um, Liam, before we get into it, I need to ask uh, your right hand man, Mr Hendry, he's moved up the road to Aberdeen. Um, I, I want to know what's the overriding emotion. Are you, are you pleased for him getting that big move or are you just gutted that he's gone? I'm going to miss him, I'm not going to lie. He got me, a, uh, got me a jumper for my birthday just at the end of January there and the missus is having a go at me every day saying I've not took it off and is it because you just miss him so much? So, <laughs> kinda. No, I'm, I'm delighted for him as well. Um, it's a great move for him mm-hmm. and it's it's a good move for the club as well. If he goes up there and, and does his thing and nobody want him, then the club are going to make money from him and then he's... Um, We'll go up to a bigger club, maybe on more money whatsoever. So, well, it's, it's down to him. He goes up there and, and can and can show them what he's capable of doing. And I'm 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 positive that he could make that a permanent move for himself. Um, but yeah, obviously I'm going to miss him. He's one. He's not just a, a good player for us. That I do feel that could still strengthen us. Um, and I still look at him as one of our best attacking options. But um, yeah, just to to lose a good friend as well. It's never nice, but it's football. I've had it time and time again, mate. Guys yeah. coming and going, you get close to them, and it's just a, it's just the industry. Yeah, absolutely. It's a strange one, eh? Because he was doing so well, and then coronavirus struck, and just this season, uh, it's just not been the same, has it? So it seems yeah. seems a good move for everyone at the right time, eh? I think I, and even um, last season, I remember seeing a stat. I think it was out. I think it was Edward. He was the only one in the league that had a better goals. Um, to minute ratio mm-hmm. so yeah that just kind of shows you how well he was doing and yeah just the, the pandemic just came at the wrong time and um, ah, just whatever for whatever reason this year it's just no worked out as, as he's planned but he's obviously got um, a good few months up to Aberdeen so he can try and rectify that yeah, absolutely. No, it's a great move for him. So um, anyway, we'll, t- we'll stop talking about him, start talking about you. How's uh, how's things? How are you doing? Yeah, good. Just um, enjoying Join um, the run of form that we're in at the moment. Um, the the first start of the season was was it was good for us. We had a lot of good performances, but we just didn't merit the the results that we probably deserved, which was really frustrating and disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, we went through a really good run, and then we kind of fell off a bit, and then we kind of done it again. But this one has been a bit more conclusive. We managed to get we had quite a lot of draws, and it's just trying to turn them draws, which there were draws that should have been wins into wins. And I think we've been doing that quite well recently. And yeah, just with the, with the semi-final as well. And obviously more recent times, it's a, it's a good place to be in at St. Johnston at the moment. So um, yeah, no, it's, I'm enjoying, enjoying my football. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. We're going to talk all about football, your your career and, and everything like that, and this season particularly. Um, but first, I, I, I'm, I've lived in Perth most of my life. Um, so you, you're a proper yeah. Perth laddie through and through, yeah? Yeah, Perth lad through and through, mate. Went to school at Oak Bank and I went up to the, the Perth High School for my secondary. So, yeah, I'm born and bred. I was up at, um, yeah, started down Cedar Drive with my dad and then moved up to, to Oak Bank and was there for until I kind of, until I moved out. So, yeah, a good, good 20 years in the city. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it gets a hard press sometimes for, I'm going to say people our age, but I'm a wee bit older than you. But um, but yeah, sometimes it gets a bit of a hard press from from the younger generation. But I've always I've always liked it here, and very similar to you, Oak Bank, and then the high school. So you can't say fairer than that. Yeah, I've I, I've had I've had no problems. I know some people can maybe come from a bigger city to Perth, and they'd be like, oh, there's no much to do, and I completely understand that. But for me, I've got my friends and my family here, and that's all that matters to me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> If that was in Glasgow, Edinburgh, London, whatever. I'm just more than content, and it's a, uh, it's, I love the city. Like it's, it's all I've known, but I'm um, no, I'm more than happy to spend 
spend all my days in Perth. So not, no complaints from me. Yeah, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. So growing up, I'd imagine it's probably around about secondary time. But when did you when did you realise that a career in football, like there was a real possibility for you? I know because you kind of start off when you're younger and you're just all every wee boy wants to play a professional football. And obviously the the stats are becoming reality. It's not as it's not as nice as what you, you think it is. Um I don't know, it probably must have came around I'm trying to think, maybe about third year, second, third year. Mm-hmm. Um I was always all right. By no means was I the best player at, um in the high school. Um not just in my year, but there was a lot of good players. Um so just kind of you're playing against the guys at, at lunch and that and you're playing obviously in the leagues. Um I think at the time when I would have when I first went I was at um they were Bridge of Ern, but they changed their name to St John's and we started to use the North Inch facilities. Mm-hmm. Um and there's good players in that team and you're kinda like, Oh, how do like what is the what is the big difference? Because I've never made that jump before. Um didn't see what the pro youth setup was like. So I just kinda I always knew I was one of the better players there, but I never thought that I would probably go on to do what I'd, I'd done. I just enjoyed playing my friends, really. But um, I think that's probably a thing that helped me massively as well, is that I got that stage of my, my childhood to enjoy instead of kind of being maybe in a more of a pro youth setup, but it's so much more robotic. Um, because there was guys at my school that were in that, and they've kind of, now they're not playing, they're just playing, no disrespect to them, but they were good players, but now they're finding themselves in the junior or the amateur leagues mm-hmm. when they probably should have been higher. Um, so I would probably say about maybe third year that's when I maybe thought that I come on give this a right good go um, and see what it takes you and you've got a chance and yeah that's what I've done yeah perfect and um, I ask everyone this but what was the what was the backup plan do you know what you'd be if you hadn't quite made it as a as a pro <laughs> I came oh, I come from a, a family a, um, well, a couple of my uncles join us to trade old man's mechanic granddad's got a garden machinery shop and that so mm-hmm. I come from quite a manual uh, background, but um, I don't know what I'd have done, in all honesty. I've always, like, kind of... I could never work in an office. I always kind of, like, um, craft and design. I could have seen myself maybe going down the January route with the aspiration to maybe have my own business one day. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of... It sounds bad, but that was my sole, my sole uh, focus was football. Mm-hmm. And looking to any... Um, um, boy want to make it in the game now I'd always say I have a plan B because you never know what's around the corner um, but yeah for me I kind of just thought football and if it doesn't work out I'll just take it see what happens um, yeah. and that's what I've done It's a difficult one isn't it because you need to I think to be a footballer you need to be really focused and determined to get there so as soon as you start thinking about a plan B that's almost like a kind of admission that you might not quite get there but at the same time it's sensible to have a plan B 100% I actually I heard someone, I can't remember, it was one of the, the female footballers, she was on about that the other day on the on the Sky Sports News, asking mm. about her plan B, and she said the same. She just went, I kind of felt it was a bit disrespectful to myself trying to sort out a plan B because it just felt like I kind of, not giving up on myself, but just that little that little negative thought that could maybe that could maybe hurt you. But um, no, for me, it was just always that sole focus, just to give it my best shot. As long as I'd done that and I had no regrets and I could, if, I didn't, if it didn't work out, I would have just been... I'd been happy. I could have went on and made another life for myself. But um, if I wasn't to do that and not make the sacrifices and that that I did, then I would probably never be able to sleep again. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, we made it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, so I, I was doing my research for this because I'm a professional, and uh, I, I was wondering, did you know that you're not the only pro footballer called Liam Gordon? 
Actually, who said that to me? There was a boy, um, I can't mind who it was. I think it was one of my pals that said in the group chat or something one day, and uh, Billy is a guy from Bolton or something. Maybe? Aye, he plays for Bolton. So some absolute imposter that plays for Bolton. He's, he's on loan now at Dagenham. Um, well, and he's, he's not the real deal, is he? <laughs> nah, well, he's, he's, listen, he's, a, he's an internationalist. He's a Guyana internationalist, but... Um, I don't, I don't, don't, don't any of them in the family to see. <laughs> I was going to ask if you qualify, but um, no, no I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. You get the two years mixed up anyway. But um, no. I know I was just surprised when I did a search. So, uh, so I there you go. Um, but let's talk about when you started, like sort of really making it and getting involved with with proper football. The, the youth career. Um, mm. You spent a bit of time with Dundee and Wraith, and then made it to Hearts. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so started off. Firstly, I started off playing with, with Leth and Whites, um, and I was there for a good few years. Um, and then what happens? My one of my good friends, um, Graham Miki, his dad Jerry, he was the he was a coach, and Graham actually got scouted for uh, St Johnston. You set up, mm-hmm. so he moved on, and then I kind of few of the players moved on as well. Jerry wasn't taking it anymore, so then I felt it might be time just to kind of look for something else. Bridge mm-hmm. of Earn were always one of the, the good teams in the league. Um, and one of my other best mates, um, my neighbour at the time, Darren, his dad uh, had the team. So obviously he walked me over there. So I went there. Um, I was there for a good good couple of years. And the last year they changed over to St. John's. And then that's when I got um, that's when I got scouted for, for Dundee. And it was just a case of, I'm sure we had a, it was like a semi-final. And I, I remember I was off school for, um, I think I was off for about a week and a half at tonsillitis. I was, I was really ill. And I got wind that the the St. Johnson scout, Tommy Campbell, was coming to watch me in a semi-final. We had Tullock. Mm-hmm. And obviously, my mum wouldn't let me play because I'd been off school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was dying to play. And, and maybe that was the... If I'd played that game, then who knows? I might have been <laughs> a different place now. I could be the Saints for um, previous years. and um, But I wasn't to be. And I just obviously got back in, played some more games. And then I got wind that Dundee were, were interested. And I went on trial to them and... I played a um a trial game down at Douglas Park. I think it was just against a local boys club and just got signed signed straight after the game, mate. And I was there for a good how long had I been? I wasn't even there for that long. It was probably about six months. And that's when they went down under with the liquidation, eh? They mm-hmm. with the money problem. So our youth coaches that got me in, they all got um let go and they brought in the community coaches. So you got the community coaches that got in and there was who was there was was it three or four Perth lads? No, there was a three of us. Me, um, Sean Barton, Kevin Sinclair. And we were always starting and what, like, three of the better players. And mm-hmm. they brought in these community coaches and they were Dundee, Bon and Bread. And all three of us, I was a captain as well mm-hmm. for the team. The next game that they all took over, the three of us found ourselves on the bench. Yeah, there you go. Honestly, <laughs> I, and then the training, the training was just, it was nowhere near what, what was used to mm-hmm. um, so I was just wasn't happy wanted to leave obviously Dundee wasn't exactly a club that meant I didn't really want to be there but it was just if it meant it was a stepping stone for me to get into the professional game and I was willing obviously to take that mm-hmm. the coaches that left they then went to Wraith Rovers so it was an easy decision for me they wanted me there went to Wraith Rovers played a season um, for them and then I jumped straight up and I must have been 14 at the time when I went up to the under 19 league and then that's nice. when I was in my last year of school um, and then managed to got wind that I was getting a professional contract. At, so I was, uh, left school at 16 and signed for them. Excellent. And then how, how long were you were you there then before Hearts came in? 
I wasn't I wasn't at Wraith for long. I was probably at Wraith for got the whole pre-season through, and I think we must have just maybe the second or third league game of the season, and I got signed on the deadline day. Um, so I wasn't there for maybe a couple of months at, at most, but um, it was a really it was a really good part of my career. It was a really kind of defining moment because it was I seen what it took at Wraith Rovers, and from Wraith Rovers to Hearts, it was like a different world. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're half an hour away from each other, but just in terms of, like the financial stuff, just what you have to do, what you used to do as a young boy there, to heart. So I think it kind of it humbled me in a way that I didn't let that leave me. Like mm-hmm. we, at Wraith, we were having to we were sweeping the stands, we were helping the kit man, we, we were putting the the washes on, uh, helping one of the old women out there doing all that. We were sorting the lunch. We were obviously doing all the jobs that you usually do: the boots, the um, the dressing rooms. But it was just a bit more. It was a bit more in depth there. Obviously, didn't have the same financial backing mm-hmm. as what you would at heart. So um, we had to do a lot more. And obviously, the, we were on. You were just leaving there, and I think you were under on under hundred pound a week. And it was just you were going in there. At, I was jumping on the train at I can seven o'clock in the morning. And you weren't getting back till like six o'clock, and it just felt really long, yeah. long hours. Um, but no, I loved. I loved my time there. Yeah. And then it wasn't until, yeah, I was there for only a couple of months and then um, Hearts came in for me and I was there for, for three years. Yeah, well, um, I, I'm really interested in your time at Hearts. I'm a Hearts fan, so um, mm. that was quite a... Well, uh, that's like... Yeah. <laughs> well, look, it's it's a tough thing at the moment being a Hearts fan. Not so bad this how season, that, but we've been through it. How um, from Perfulture Connection there? Is it family well, I, from and I, I'm actually from Edinburgh, um, and my oh, yeah. family's all kind of from Edinburgh. I lived there for a couple of years, and then I've been Perth ever ever since I was two, three. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, so it's interesting when this one, given the fact that you've played for Hearts and you were there yeah. at a, a pretty turbulent time. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I am really interested, because when you joined, Romanov must have been still in charge of the club. I've never seen him, but he, no. was still, he was still there. And yeah, like I said, I went there. And I was just like, oh my God, what is this? Mm-hmm. Just the money that was just floating about this place was just, it was just nothing that I'd ever seen of. Um, it was just, that's what I would have probably imagined the Premier League in England to be like. And it was, yeah. it was just incredible. Yeah. But it was a, no, it was a really good when I first went. Um, mm-hmm. It was, it was, even though they weren't doing the best, they, they had a really good squad, but it was still a, it was still a great learning curve for me. Yeah, and obviously in the context of Scottish football, Hearts are a, a massive club. So Huge. if you're gonna if you're gonna learn your trade at that age somewhere, it's one of the best places to be. And I think the the slight difference in Hearts and Hibs and you know a couple of other clubs, even Aberdeen, St Johnson as well. Um, there's a there's a pathway to the first team, which I think is quite good. So that's probably why it seemed, I'd imagine, quite an attractive proposition to go there. Hundred percent. Um, they were always known for filtering through their youth academy. And then I'd heard good things of all the players that were up and coming at that time. There was it was one hell of an under twenty team when I for when I signed there. Um, all the players of a lot of them have went on to have uh, good careers. So knowing that crop was coming through, I was like something must be getting done right there. Mm-hmm. And I knew that the the under twenty manager at the time, Darren Murray, mm-hmm. I'd heard a lot of good things about him and his training. Him intense he was just I thought it would have brought me on massively as a, as a football player and it did and it and it was a yeah I would I'd no regrets with that move whatsoever it was a really really um really really good move for me and obviously to to help my football ability because it was so technical mm-hmm. um he was a great believer in that playing out for the back I remember one of my first training sessions Paul came back to me at and a half and I just turned it down the channel it wasn't a bad but he <laughs> stopped the whole session he's like didn't he do that here son really so uh 
but no, it was it was it was like I said, it was great. I hadn't ever had that kind of the level of technical training. Um so as a footballer my ability came on leaps and bounds. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um you got your first sort of proper experience of first team football there as well. A couple of appearances in the Hearts first team and a spell out on loan at our broth. Did that really give you the taste for it and really want you to sort of stick at it? Yeah, the yeah, I've made the two appearances. That was it the league one. Uh, they were both in the cup. Um, the first the, was the first one against. It was Livingston. I actually started left back. Right. I nearly cut side and scored a screamer, but that's about the best I've done. So I broke my ribs in like the sixtieth minute from a slight tackle. I would always right. remember that. Um, and then I played other game against Stenhouse Muir. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was obviously like you were saying earlier on. Until you go there, you don't realise how. I knew Hearts are a big club, but it's until you you're with them and the fans they are they're absolutely massive so to, to be involved with a club like that in a first team level it was it was really really it was something that I thrived off and then going on the, the one I broke I still say to this day that was the biggest thing for me that's it I think that was the biggest step for me in my career so far is in what that done for me going on loan mm-hmm. I could have if I stayed there for another six months I don't know if I'd be in this position that I was but I went there and that just gave me the the that this is what I want to do mm-hmm. um, and I'm good enough and I'm more capable of doing it um, I went away and I, I really enjoyed my time um, our both were flying we didn't get too many good results when I was there we were top of the league and they actually fell fell a bit but it was just we were battering teams every week and it was just at the time Simon Murray was a striker mm. he'd scored 20 plus goals I think by Christmas and then after that he'd only scored two but he'd signed a pre-contract to United right, so okay. uh, we had like and then there was a um Paul McManus as well. I think he was in a similar position, scored a ridiculous amount by Christmas and the goals just disappeared for us. Um, but for me as a defender, that's where I felt that my game came on another level because I was so used to that technical side at Hearts that I think I almost forgot and got complacent with the actual d- defending side of the game. And that was just something that when I went there, I had no choice. I had to defend. Being in League Two, a young centre-half, you're going to get trying to get roughed up do you know what I mean you get a lot of big strikers in them leagues and um, it brought off it brought my game on leaps and bounds and then as well you're playing with guys that have had I don't know played hundreds and hundreds of games in the in the Scottish leagues they're helping you the advice you're getting the advice from Alan Moore um, he was a manager at the time mm-hmm. you know what I mean That's, he was a great player for Hearts um, St Johnston as well so I had people like that um, helping me so it was, a, no, it, was a, it was a really 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 good move for me yeah, no, good. Those those loan moves, and there was a couple um, in your time, in your early sort of time at St. Johnson as well that we'll talk about, but mm-hmm. they really are like formative, aren't they? Like people need them, I think, particularly um, sort of defensive players coming through. And there's there's always a bit of, uh, I'd say, a fear from managers at the level that you're playing at now to just chuck in a kind of untested young guy mm-hmm. in that position because you need to be tough, you need to mix it. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. it's you get that from those loan moves, don't you? Yeah, no, I. I say this all the time to the young boys. Um, if they can get an opportunity to get a loan, please just do it. Mm-hmm. Because you can play all the under-20 games and do as well as you can in them. And they are great for you, but I think they're better for the younger players coming up, the ones that are maybe aren't used to that level. But it's nothing worse when you start maybe getting a bit comfortable in the in the youth team. Get yourself out on loan and test yourself. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. But nine times out of ten, I think every player that's been out on loan that I've... Um, came across, they've came back, they've came back different players. Um, shining example in more recent years, Ali McCann. Mm-hmm. Look at the difference, he came back from Stranraer. 
um, went there, done well. Now he's, he's te- you would honestly, I've not seen anyone do better than him. He's running the Premier League. I've never yeah. seen him in the field or do any. So there's another example. Um, so yeah, no, I honestly can't stress enough for them to just go out and get playing in competitive games, games that mean stuff to people, yeah. games that if if a guy doesn't get his bonus, that might affect his, I don't know what he does that weekend for his um, dinner with his family. Do you know what I mean? Stuff that means it's not an under-23 under 20, under game where if you lose, you lose and that's it. It's all mm-hmm. about progression and that stuff that actually means something to people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh, good. I'm really interested in your take on this, Liam, um, because I look at where Hearts are at now. I look at the defensive problems that they've had this season. Um, the fact that you're turning out performances week in week out for St Johnston mm-hmm. pushing for the top six we've got a League Cup final coming up mm-hmm. why do you think it didn't work out at Hearts because you, you clearly have the capability to be playing there now oh, well it was at a time where they just went back down to the championship they had a Ozturk mm-hmm. at the time so he was just a, one of the first names on the team sheet and then you had Danny Olsen as well who Danny was brilliant and um, when you see his CV as a 19-year-old boy, I can't really be knocking on the door because of probably at the time as well. It mm. wasn't like I was I was gonna I was better than them. So I didn't really have a leg to stand on that sense. And Robbie Nielsen just pulled me in one day and went, Look, he's like, I have no doubts about you as a player. He's like, but I'm looking out for your um for your future. Um uh, you won't play here for a couple of years if that. Um I've got my centre halves and if other boys come in, um and he's like, I don't want to see you waste away. In the, in the youth teams or whatever he's like I feel like you need to go somewhere and be involved in the first team uh, squad or or whatever um, and I'll just uh, no, I took his I took his comments on board um, and just wanted to basically go away and prove them wrong for letting me go um, so I do think that Hearts were a, they were different as well like every season they would just get out of the old and bring in new there was kind of it was just a massive change every year you'll know yourself from the different players that they bring in and I don't think it's great. I just think it kind of, you never get that kind of connective gel with all the players. It's kind of, even with us to an extent this season, we've got a new team and everyone together. And now you're just seeing the best of us now. And then hopefully this group can stick together for next season. Um, and then you've had a year to kind of work together and then you can reap the benefits. But it's kind of at heart. So it's just kind of one season. If it's no work, it's like, right, we need to do something else. Yeah. Um. So I just... They're a massive club, like I say, and I just felt like for me it was just kind of I'd have just been going through the motions there, and I would, I I wouldn't have it wouldn't have benefited me or helped my development in any in any point if I stayed there. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, I, you wouldn't have felt too downbeat for for too long because the the move to St Johnston um back well, home came about. So, and the massive that was at that time as well. That's when I just went on on loan to Arbroath. So I had a focus as soon as that happened. I was, it's not like I was just kind of sitting there dwelling on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ken, what, I'm just going to go there and try to get myself something in it. But as it kind of happened, there was Sniffers St. Johnson that were interested in um, trying to tie up a, a pre-contract, which obviously then, then went and happened. So um, it wasn't like I was sitting on it for months wondering what I was going to do. It was, pretty, it was done pretty quickly, which for me was probably a good thing. It kind of eased my mind off things. So Yeah. And... St. Johnston fan, yeah. Am I right in saying that? Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so, so that's an exciting, proud moment for you and the family anyway when that happens, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, man. It's just coming back home. Um, I had a flat in Limitstown when I was through there, stayed in digs. Um, I was getting a train at stupid o'clock. I was getting a train at half six uh, when I was younger and I wasn't getting home until like eight o'clock at night. And it was mm-hmm. just kind of just being home and um, not having to worry about 
anything the traveling arrangements because you don't know how many hours i spent sitting in a train station from missing a train for like two minutes or whatever yeah. it just kind of it was just getting back home being settled um and then just that excitement of a new challenge ahead of me and for the, the club that i support and my family does and all my mates well a good few of my mates um support so no it was really it was really exciting for me and it was a move that i was wanting to happen desperately yeah, no, good stuff. And then I was going to say, it's great that you get home and get those kind of home comforts, but a couple of loans is pretty, pretty much as far away as you can go in Scotland, up to Elgin and up to Peterhead. So, um, you know, you, you were used to being away from home, so maybe it wasn't that big a wrench to move up there, but that must have been pretty pretty tough at a young age going up to those places. Mm-hmm. Oh, it definitely was. We always used to joke about that because um, they'd put us at one time, there was boys at Elgin, there was a boy at Peterhead, there was a boy at Strunra, there was a boy at Berwick. <laughs> so why can't you just put us on loan to Stone Albion or something? Aye. <laughs> but no, the first one move I went was... Um, was Elgin at St. Johnson and I, I was happy because if I wasn't playing for St. Johnson, which I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wanted to go and be playing. I didn't want to be playing the youth teams anymore because I'd done that for years. Um, and I'd just been in League Two the year before, so I wasn't too, like, I wasn't, I just felt like I maybe should have went up a league or that. Um, so I went to Elgin and Elgin was great, a lovely, lovely run club. Um, great people up there and it's with Jim Weir as well so yeah and obviously he's a great guy and a St Johnston legend so having someone like him to learn off as well it was it was good in that sense mm-hmm. and I, no, I enjoyed my time up there I think I was only there for maybe four or five months and I'm getting brought back earlier um, but no another I did really enjoy my, my time up there but um, I was just kind of at that point though where I kind of wanted to maybe push on and test myself in a in a higher league as what I played the, the year before but it was still it was still a good one move and it's still still learn stuff to this day that I use and um, yeah, all good. Yeah, no, good. And it's, it, it, again, toughens you, gets you ready for, mm. you know, th- this level. And, uh, you know, the next couple of seasons, um, you're starting to make more and more appearances for mm-hmm. Saints, really getting bled into the lineup. Um, but I really want to talk about this season because it's it's been the one, hasn't it? You've fully established yourself starting centre-back for St. Johnston. Yeah, it's been, there's no doubt about it. It's been hard for me the last few years. Um, there's games where I felt like I should be playing and it didn't happen for me. Um, spoke to someone about this other, the other week ago and it was, if it probably wasn't any other team and it wasn't Johnson was playing for a team that meant so much, I could have maybe looked elsewhere to try and get myself established a good few years ago. Um, but I'd, every game I've played, I've done well. Um, so that that's, what made me stay I was doing well and I showed the manager every game that like you can rely on me but I know it's like managers have their <clears throat> their players and at the time when I was first kind of coming through I had like Sean and Anderson ahead of me mm-hmm. who were they were for two years with a great partnership so it was hard but every time I came in or whatever for one of them I'd done well and it was just kind of that frustrating factor because just because there's young players coming back out that's just the way the way football is um, and then I started to get more and more game time and then I kind of went through spells where I play a bit and then come back out and I was disappointed coming back out but mm-hmm. what can you do? You just need to keep your head down which I've done and yeah, um, this season and last season these are the ones that are proper kind of appearance-wise seem to, to get much more. Yeah, and not only that, you know, you've established yourself which is which is great mm. but you've grabbed your first goal Um <laughs> You've captained the side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you've, I mean, you've captained the side. Uh, and Saints, um, as we said, maybe a bit of a slow start. Performances have been fine throughout the season, but 
you've now got a cup final to look forward to and a real push towards uh, the top six. So things couldn't really be going much better, could they? No, they couldn't. Um, no, they couldn't. <clears throat> for me, being able to play in a cup final for St Johnston, to all other players, it's a it's a massive a massive game, and to get silverware at any level is incredible. But I think just to me, it's just that little bit more. Um, well, it's not sweeter because we still need to go there and win. Mm-hmm. But um, it just means that a little bit more to me because I know what this club means to people and what like a bit of silver for the Scottish Cup, for example, as a fan, what that meant to everyone connected with the club. And just with everything that we've kind of been through um, with COVID and that, see, just to give the fans something back in probably the worst year of most people's lives, it probably mm-hmm. is, um, it, would be, it would be incredible. And for me to do that for my people, it would be something that I would just give anything for and hopefully we can do it. Yeah, amazing, mate. You sound calm about it, but I mean, that's that's the dream. I can only Wait, imagine no. how I would feel if I was, you know, doing that for hearts, mate. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we'll <laughs> say that. It's, you're all right now, mate, but until that, <clears throat> you go out for that warm-up and then when the whistle goes, there's nothing, there's nothing calm about it. Well, yeah. not in that sense, but like, you're just so ready to go. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, hopefully it can be a calm, a calm afternoon, <laughs> but I don't yeah. think it will be no against Livingston. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, you've touched on it there. You talked about the fans and the role that they play, and how you know it's been a tough, uh, a tough year for them. Um, and you're right. And I, and I wonder is that the only sort of downside for you this season? Because you've you've really you've played pretty much every game, if not every game, and uh, and you're playing in front of no one. Like how how difficult yeah. has that been? Ah, it's been hard, and it's not just for the fans. You're just playing in front of your friends and family. But um, Nah, the the fans know what we're what we're capable of and what I'm capable of personally. I've played enough times in previous seasons to know. But um, there's been a lot of good performances this year, especially football ones. And in more recent years, St. Johnson have maybe been dubbed a bit of a a gang of such. Mm-hmm. But there's you say that, but they got the results. But um, football wise, played some really good stuff this year. And I just wish the fans were maybe in there. To, I know they've been watching on Saints TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see it in person would be really, would be really good. And obviously to have the fans. Listen, we didn't get the most fans um, in Scottish football, and I'm not going to deny that that we don't. But um, it would just be good for them, even if it's what two, three thousand. Doesn't matter to me. It's they're the ones that want to come and play their money to watch us play football. So it means everything to them. So to have them in the in the stadium um, watching us do our thing, it would be it would it'd be great for everyone. Yeah. So you touched on it there. Um... Say there's obviously been a change in management and there's been like an obvious change in style as well. I think um, everyone associated with Saints is first admit it. It's been under Tommy Wright. It was um, direct. It was tough, but it got results. And I think mm-hmm. um, Calm Davidson's come in. He wants to keep those results consistent, but do it in a, perhaps a little bit more of a entertaining and stylish way. Um, how, how, how have you found the change under the new gaffer? Yeah, I've been from day one, just been totally... <clears throat> totally into it, um, just adopted his philosophy and just really, really enjoying it. And it's not just me, it's all the players. Mm-hmm. He's want to play football, he's want to play attacking fast football, which to any footballer, that's just, that's your dream. And to be involved in it, it's even better. Um, so no, the, the level of training, intensity, what we're doing in training, not as much recently because we've had a lot of games, you're kind of just ticking over, just doing wee things. But um, for that first bit of through pre-season and then the good first few months of the season we were really really working because we've been playing the, obviously the system with the, the three at the back the two wing backs um, 
and just been really, really working on stuff like that. And we've been working on so much. It's not just a case of him putting that formation and players out and us going out and just doing well because we're all like good footballers. That's hours and hours in the training ground that he's drilled into us. And um, I feel like we're just reaping the, the benefits of it now. Um, but yeah, it's hard work and it's, it all comes from him and, and Mac as well, who's been a, a breath of fresh air for everyone. Obviously, I was lucky enough to, to play with him, um, train with him every day, the level of player that he was. Um, and to have him back, obviously, passing on the knowledge <clears throat> that he had over such a good career as well, it's just, it's just, it's just brilliant for everyone. Yeah. I feel like he could still do a job, you know. Oh, honestly, there was, I think it was for, with a few injuries at the start of the season. And he joined in the training and he was, he was brilliant. He was one of yeah. the best players. And we were like, how, why are you not coming back in? And he's like, ah, it's too hard. It's too hard. And we're like, no, <laughs> get him signed, Gaffer. But um, no, he still joins in that. And he still, even the manager joins in, he still knows much. Um, like training, but in me boxers and that. And they're, they both had top careers, didn't they? So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's just really good. It's really good just to have both of them, both of them in. And it's just been a, it's just the whole, the whole place is just a, it's just been a lift. It's just a good, positive atmosphere. And I just feel like all the players are thriving off it. Um, and yeah, like you say, the only, the only negative thing is just the fact that we've not been able to show that in front of the fans yet. But um, hopefully better times are coming soon. And I don't think this season, I don't know my stuff, but I'm just thinking hopefully next season, that's when mm-hmm. we can just get everyone back in and get it back to normal. Yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. You hear a lot about um, uh, Davidson being just an all-round, just good at any sport, basically. Is mm-hmm. that something that, that I mean, I, I know uh-huh. you probably don't get as much socialisation with your teammates and everything this season with the way things are, but you know, it sounds like he can just turn his hand to, to any sport and just be exceptional. Yeah. Is that right? Had a few uh, rounds of golf on in the mm. past, and he's yeah, he's brilliant. He's incredible. I think what what was the last time? It was before the f- when was it? Was it before the second one? I mean, anyway, we managed to get a game of golf through at St Andrews, mm. played the Fairmont, and he managed to hit. I think he hit three under. <laughs> Just incredible. But uh, he's always going on about him playing his tennis and his squash. He obviously can't do that at the moment. He's saying mm-hmm. so he's climbing the walls, but. I just think uh, just his coordination just must be incredible, especially his hand coordination. And um, he's just any sport I think he seems to do, he just seems to excel in it. So, Unreal, yeah. um, aye. Nah, that's good. Um, we've touched on it, but I really want to just focus on the cup final for a second. Um, I know you've got games in between now and then, so you don't want to think too far ahead, mm-hmm. um, but it must be a sort of constant thing in your mind and a bit of a distraction at the moment. Um, you played Livy yesterday. Um, <laughs> and at the moment, yeah, You'd be hard pushed to expect Man City to come up and beat Livy the way they've been playing under David Martindale, but um, you guys turned them over, so you must be feeling confident now ahead of the final. Is that right? Yeah, even before yesterday, no matter what happened with the result, even if it wasn't to be a good one for us, we we're still going to that final, thinking that we knowing that we can win. Um, but yeah, obviously after yesterday's performance, it just shows, um, especially the fans, <laughs> they were getting I think a bit uptight about it being limits and them being on this run and us not doing too well against them this season, but. The first game was poor, but the second game we were just we were just hard done by. It was unlucky. It was just one of those days. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you said to me at the start of the season, you've got Livingston in the League Cup final. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of you give both your hands. Um, so, um, nah, for me, obviously, yeah, of course, I'm not going to lie about it. I think about it all the time because I've, we've got an opportunity to become legends. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And for me to have that option with a club that means so much yeah, is it's something that I do think about often. But it's just because I want it so badly. Um, 
So we've got two big games, like you said before. Um, so we just need to get the results and keep the form going in them, and then hopefully we can take that into the into the final in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an exciting one, and like like you said, if you'd been offered that at the start of the season, like, yeah, because you you're obviously you're expecting the old firm, aren't you, all the time with your mm-hmm. Aberdeens, your Hibs. Um, so I just, but they'll be saying the thing is, Livy will be saying the exact same. They'll be saying yeah. if you offered us St Johnston the the final at the start of the season, we'd take your hands off. So yeah, totally. And it's, it, do you know what? It's just it's genuinely just great that someone's going to win something other than Celtic, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be a good two thing. Small, two small clubs as well. Do you know what I mean? For, for either fan base, it's a, it's a great occasion for them. So, um, yeah. But hopefully it's obviously us that's coming out on top and we're the ones celebrating. We'll see. Looking forward to it. Um, you had a bit of a decision to make recently. Um, the contract was coming to an end, but you signed up to at least mm-hmm. the season after this one um, at McDermott. Pleased to get that done. Yeah, definitely. You just want a bit of security, something that you can you don't need to worry about. And um, I think it's just basically down to the the manager coming in this season and what we've done so far, um, in the style that we've done it. And it's just something that yeah, I want to be a part of for sure. Um, enjoying coming to train every day. Training's great. Um, enjoying going playing games. We were given that license to go and play. But at the end of the day as well, he wants us to defend and me being a defender, that's what I love doing most. Um, so I, for me, it was an easy decision. Um, and just getting that, obviously, the stability as well. Um, just so you don't need to worry about anything for the next year. Um, it was something that, yeah, we both parties just wanted done done ASAP just so then we can basically just focus on the football. Um, so, yeah, happy days. Yeah, good stuff. And I think particularly the way the world is at the moment, um, being secure, being tied down in your, your hometown is no bad thing, mm-hmm. is it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it could be could be a lot worse. Could be a lot worse. So just having that security, being at home, um, yeah, happy days. So I was no, more than delighted to, to get that signed and just to put it to bed. Excellent. And um, trickier one this, but looking beyond that, um, I just wonder about your your ambitions and your your future career. Um, so where are you aiming? What what kind of goals do you have in mind? Is there anything that you'd be willing to share with us? Well, it's no. It's um, obviously really enjoying my football at the moment here. And obviously mm-hmm. because it's St. Johnson, it's a club that, um, that means a lot. So I wouldn't be liable if anything was to come. I wouldn't just want to, to move. Mm-hmm. Um, if that option was to ever come in the future... But you want to be playing at um, anyone's like that. You want to be playing at the highest level that you can possibly reach because it's a it's a short career. You want to test yourself. Do you know what I mean? You want to you want to make moves in the game. But as for now, I'm I'm enjoying my game. I'm happy. If I was to if I was fortunate to have another good few years here at St Johnston, then I'd be more than a happy man. But if I was to able maybe to try and make a step up, whatever that may be, then I'd ov- it'd obviously be something that I would consider. But as for now. I'm more than happy playing for the team that I support. And um, to me, it doesn't get much better. Anything else is a bonus. Um, but yeah, I think every every player has aspirations to, to test themselves at the highest level. So if I was to turn around to you and be like, no, I'm just happy here, I would be lying to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everyone's like that. Kim, I mean, even the fans hearing it, they would they would understand. But obviously, my main focus right now, I'm not even thinking about future moves. I'm happy here at St. Johnston. I just want to do the best for them and the best for the people. Um, and hopefully that will start off this year by getting the top six and getting that second silverware for the club. Yeah, excellent. Good answer. Good answer. Um, right, last thing. Um, so this this is just my view, right? So you can disagree with me all you want, but um, 
Scotland are obviously heading to the Euros in the summer, right? Coronavirus mm-hmm. permitting. Um, and we've seen the likes of Declan Gallagher, um, Ryan Porteous, Andy Considine um, get a shot in the backline for a country, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying Liam Gordon's going to go and play in the Euros, mm-hmm. right? I'm not one. To, I'm not one that to be the headline, but. Steve Clark's setting up his team in a similar way to St. Johnston are. Yeah. Um, and you're playing in that position. It's a familiar position um, to you. And I think that's one of the positions in the squad that is up for grabs, if I'm honest with you. Um, mm. Is it a ridiculous suggestion from me to suggest that the Euros could be a motivator for you between now and the end of the season? I, I listen, I appreciate that. But for me, I, I feel like it's unlikely. Like you say, you see the people that are <clears throat> that are playing and the players, Gallagher's done great, for example, in them, in them qualifiers. Um, and I was delighted for the obviously the country, a massive Scotland fan myself. Um, mm. But for me, I'm just focusing on my club football. But yeah, you obviously look at the, the personnel that's that's getting involved, and you obviously play against them every week, and you feel like you could you could do a job as well. But um, I don't know if it's it's harder as well um, at times playing for St Johnston. I feel. Um, no disrespect to St Johnston, but just as the size of the club, I just feel like we get maybe overlooked a few times, and not just me, like the centre half. You look at Jason um, and 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 Jamie as well, the ones next to me. How good they've been! Um, I think they could play for any other um, SPL club, maybe out with the, the old farm. I think they would, and they would could go into the team quite comfortably. They've been that good, and then you've got Xander Clark as well, who's another one that's been knocking on the door internationally for years mm-hmm. but um, at the end of the day I'm not looking at that I'm not looking at far down the line for me it's probably being if I'm being totally honest it is probably unrealistic but um, it's a thing that you can always dream of I'd imagine but um, and it keeps you it, it keeps you kind of pushing for to try and accomplish that dream but yeah for now I'm just solely focused on, on St Johnson and my club football yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, I look at it's, it. Do you know what your point's I spot on? From, no, I completely understand because you you see the players that in the SPL mm-hmm. and we're doing well against them teams that we're playing against. So not a hundred percent, but even um, the guys that have been in Constantine and Gal could have played. They've done they've done brilliantly. So mm-hmm. um, hats off to them. They've done a great job. Um, so, but you're obviously just always going to try and back yourself, aren't you? It would be I think you'd be doing yourself wrong if you want to do that. So. Um, I, it's something, like I say, you can always dream of. But um, for now, I think I'll just focus on St. John's then. No, that's fair enough. That's a good answer. No, I think I think your point's right about perhaps St. Johnson just slipping under the radar a little bit yeah. because um, you yeah. you look at Motherwell this season, for example, not having the best of seasons, and mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I, I I don't know the stats, but I just imagine if you were to compare yours or Jason's stats up up against Declan Gallagher's, I just don't think they'll be that different. And it's a system, like I said, that you're familiar with and is working well for you. So, mm-hmm. look, I don't think it's a ridiculous thing, but it's up up to Steve Clark and his team. I suppose, uh, exactly, it? it's up to the gaffers. <laughs> So, no, I'm sure whatever he decides, it'll be for the best the best of the country. And I'm sure that the boys will go on and have a successful campaign in the summer. And I'll be supporting them uh, from the sofa if, I'm, <laughs> if I could be involved. Absolutely. No, perfect. Listen, that's us, mate. Um, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on and speaking to us here no, the, no at the fourth official. Um, as a guy that stays in Perth and has been here for a while, I know how much it means to this to this city um, mm-hmm. for Saints to go and do that job at the end of the end of the month. So I really hope that you do it and get it over the line. Um, all the best with that the rest of the season, the rest of the career. Top man, I appreciate that a lot, mate. Just keep in touch, mate. Hopefully the Jambos get back up next season and I'll Aye, get you the game. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Thank you.
If you enjoy interviews from the world of Scottish football like this one and our articles, then please consider becoming a fourth official subscriber on Patreon. You'll get access to bonus material and all of our content there first for as little as £2.99 per month. Help us to tackle the mainstream media by becoming a subscriber now at patreon.com slash the fourth official.